You're listening to a very moody sports show brought to you by Moody and Sons Electrical. Call for any electrical needs at 478 4328, area code 864. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Moody Sports Page, and follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Moody Sports Page on YouTube. Thanks for the support. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And I'm Zach Whittington. Here we are, Dan. Long awaited. Episode one. Not one of the of the of the podcast, clearly, but episode one of the twenty twenty two slash twenty three college football season. So confusing. I never understand that because then you play for your national championship. You got the next year on the jersey and the national championship, but you're playing for the year before. Doesn't make sense. To Somebody me. didn't clarify that well enough a long time ago. And we just keep doing it. It's so strange. But yes, Zach, we are here. We're. I don't know what episode number of the pod it is. I think maybe 120. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you on that. My that I mean, look at it when I post it. There's no sports <laughs> members I could name that. Oh uh, yeah, after. there's so there's definitely not a jersey 120. But anyway, uh, episode whatever. But yeah, college football week one in the books. That's all, all that matters. Way, even to Monday night Clemson Georgia Tech game. We'll get to it. We got triumph news. The triumph in the back half of the season really got to start getting into playoff form. Uh, but we'll get to them as well. In Speaking the of playoff form. Speaking of playoff form. Yeah. Atlanta Braves. Them Bravos, baby. They've been looking good, Zach. I haven't watched it, but I have been uh, following along on the Sports Center ticker, if you will. Oh, yeah. Checking, checking the ESPN app every night, making sure the Bravos get their wins. I'm pretty sure they went and swept the Marlins. This past weekend over the Labor Day weekend. By the way, I hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. Do you think Pujols is on steroids? He's been going off lately, and uh, he's got 695 home runs. And he's like 42 or 44. But then there's the thing. There's this controversy around Pujols that they don't. They, he doesn't have a birth certificate, so they think he's like 46 or 47 already. So there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff around Albert Pujols right now. Zach Big baseball me, talk. Zach and me were talking Braves, and then I got from the top rope just straight pinned to the mat by Albert Pools is doing steroids. Do you think he is? not be his age. The roids are... I'm sorry. Jesus. I mean, everybody knows this about Albert Pujols. I don't know. I have no idea. Have you, have you even um, watched baseball? I've not been keeping track of Albert Pujols, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, That's almost 700 home runs. Kind of big deal. As far as Albert Pujols is home runs i mean i think it's weird that we were like yeah he was doing it earlier and we didn't think he was doing steroids but just like now he's doing steroids. well he hasn't been hitting home runs like he has until this year all of a sudden maybe maybe he had a great off in the last routine. few years who knows yeah maybe uh know. took it serious first time in a few I was years gonna say, maybe he was sitting there he was like you know what man i really am pretty close i might as well try for it and then and take some trying. steroids and then Maybe. come out here. <laughs> now, that being said, I mean, what does it matter if he's 46? Tom Brady's 45. We still let him go out there and get hit all by... So, question, Miles does Garrett Tom Brady take steroids? Uh, Tom Brady is doing something. That may, Dude. All right, he came back also. We allegations today from the McAfee show. 
that Brady's getting a divorce. I have not heard about this. Oh, boy, that's wild. Wild. Yeah, that's why a, he could have been gone for those 11 days. I love the personal life stuff of any Tom Brady, all these. All yeah, it's what I died die to hear. Here at Moody Sports, we're all about the big gossip, Tom Brady divorce. No, but, I mean, it's weird to me that, like, he's 45 and he's playing 40. If he's 46 years old and playing baseball, but also, I guess, also baseball, not as demanding on but the But dropping body the long second. ball. But, yeah, if he's, he's yakking some home runs, he's, there's got to be something. Now, that being said, I ain't saying it's illegal substances, but there is something he's added that maybe it was an off-season routine. I'm Probably not milk. Sure, but Protein. <laughs> He was thought he was lactose intolerant. Figured out he wasn't. Now he's drinking milk, hitting home runs again. That's I'm pretty sure Albert Pujols was sponsored by milk, by Big Milk at one point. Big Milk. Yeah, he had the mustache and everything. Big pretty... Milk right next to Big Pharma is Big Milk. Well, there's America. a lot. There's a lot of big things, but Big Milk, Big Dairy is probably what I should have said. I, mean, yeah, I love <laughs> the idea of just individual products being a big, big whatever. Milk. The big paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yes, the Braves. Uh, currently one game back from the Mets in the East, looking really good. I'm really excited. Uh, we have a couple cupcake series coming up. Uh, one against the Giants. There's one against the A's, and then uh, one against the. Um, oh man, who was that last one? No idea, Dan. Last one was against the Mariners. Which the Mariners? Decent team. Braves have like the Mariners second most wins 70s. in the league. Yeah, Braves have second about or third. 80. Currently, uh, Mariners have like 70, but then the other two teams, the A's, the, the Giants, both in the 60s. So definitely looking to get some wins off those. And then maybe you're looking in the uh, last two, well, last four series, you play the Phillies and the Nationals, both at home and on the road for series. So you're just really hoping. I mean, I think the Braves can do it. I think we can go get that first place in the East. And we don't need no Freddie Freeman. We don't need you, Freddie. No offense. Go hug but someone also, else. Also, if you take offense, I don't care either. Because, Freddie, you left us, and we don't need you. Good got, good got, riddance. We got young people, young dudes, young guys making plays, all right? Even though his agent hid the offer from the Braves from Freddie, so he never got the true offer and probably would have stayed. We don't need you. But at the same time, I'm still, we don't need you. Freddie, we've, we've gone over this. They He had a fine enough offer. That he could have taken if he wanted to stay with Braves. He did not want to stay with Braves. Anyways, um, Triumph guys, Greenville Triumph. They've looked d. They were looking really good. The past couple weeks have been a little, little bit lackluster. This past weekend, home game against Madison, you really were looking for three point. I've got a little Andrew Luck in there. Really, uh, <laughs> really wanted uh, three points out of that, but uh, you end up with one point on a two-two draw. Really, it feels like a loss, though, Zach. Gave up the tying goal, excuse me, uh, for in the 95th of the 95th minute of the 96 total minutes we played. So, very disappointing. And even worse, after the first goal, we get really nice goal, second goal of the year for Nico. Looked excellent. Um, Nico Truther here. Uh, we give up. We concede the one, uh, tying goal one-one within five minutes of scoring that goal. It's tough. Andy said it. it's like you just you got to be able to hold out after you get a goal in like 
especially when you're the triumph like we have always been known as a defensive juggernaut in the in the league like definitely a defensive built team so it's been tough we would had injuries but this past weekend i mean i would say we were pretty full strength fricky back we had Waldeck outside and uh frankie and i mean overall i just think it was it's a little bit of a blown game by the team mm-hmm. so uh, still time. Still time. Got a little whole road stretch going here. I think we go to Union, uh, to uh, Char- or to Charlotte, to Union, and then to NOCO. Um, so hopefully you can pull a couple wins out of there. The Union one you really want to draw. You want the one point. Ideally avoid the loss. That being said, we won last time we went to Union, so... Maybe we can do it again. You never know. You never know. But yeah, we'll we'll be back. Triumph, Triumph are gonna definitely. I think the Triumph are definitely playing for a uh, home playoff position. But the real big question is at this point, and most likely not, are the Triumph gonna be able to get that second place for the first round bye? We'll see. Um, Zach, NFL wise. Do you have anything? We talked Tom Brady. No fantasy time. Fantasy, fantasy time. Drafts. We got a draft in like literally. An hour and a half. <clears throat> I don't know what the draft order is. Is it out? It's not out. Ryan said I think it like randomizes for the like an hour before. But like, okay, if your first pick in the draft, Zach, who are you going? Well, who's your number one pick if you are number one on the board? Zach Whittington and and I don't. Remember I've seen your, people talk about minivans. I think you were. Um, I change my name every uh, year. So, uh, what am I? I think I'm total Jim Chuck Norris this year, but uh, it's uh, I pro, I mean they say Jonathan Taylor's the best running back. Bogus. Do I? I don't know if I believe it. Um, Bogus. I guess a running back. What? What do you want from me here? Whoever's available. First pick is a. Uh, it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in it. Uh, I think it's really one of those where you just go with the the lockdown number one receiver, Jamar Chase. I think is a totally fair one. Anybody where it's like, you know, that man's just going to be getting, getting I points. missed my first two picks on oh. my only draft so far. Oh, Open the draft 12 minutes too late. Got Cooper Cup and Debo. And this is us talking about our fantasy teams. And tonight, I can't wait because uh, I'll be there from the start. Redeeming the first and second pick. I might pick Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I, yeah, I had one draft already. I took Kyle Pitts in the third round. People were calling me out. For I got like, Hawkinson. No, no, no. Listen, that's a major pick. The Hawks, the Falcons, not Hawks. The Falcons have literally nobody other than Calvin Ridley to throw it to. They're going to throw it to Kyle Pitts. You're going to get a lot of looks, so pick up Kyle Pitts if you can. Um, somebody asked me, Chris asked me the other night, he was like, who is a good fantasy, like, low-key player that your guy can pick up, his buddy can pick up? James Cook, Buffalo Bills. I know this sounds like a whole other thing because I'm a dog guy. Why are you saying guy. this on the air? But because you got to give it to the fans, this give is, our, this is our sneak it. pick. I mean, we're about to go draft him, and nobody's taking this. I'm picking anyway, him first. James Cook, definitely a great running back. I think they're going to be using him a lot in the passing game with uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo. So James Cook, another running back to watch out for. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Fantasy back. I'm excited for just you know. NFL this weekend. NFL. You're about to have football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, football. Sunday. We get Baker. Versus the Browns, week one. We get Russ versus the Br- Seattle Seahawks. Broncos versus Seahawks, week one. Um, Are they scheduled at the same time? 
I don't think so. I think I hope not. I do believe the Broncos and Seattle is your Monday night game, which is a terrible Monday night game. Awful game, but great storyline. Geno Smith. Geno Smith and the and DK Metcalf trying to take it to the old quarterback, the old regime. I would say the quarterback trying to take it to the Seahawks. I guess you're the same difference either way. Whichever. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you're cheering for. I'm not cheering for either one, Dan. Neither one. I do not care, especially about Gina Smith. And I can barely cheer for Baker. Like, woohoo! We got Baker Mayfield. Middle NFL. Talk about unlikable guys. You go from Cam Newton to Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Well, it's hard for me, fancy and not fancy, but NFL football. Just like having that like diehard team fandom is so hard. Like it just has to be such a player thing for me. But. I follow college players. Now there's a bunch of Clemson players, so it's kind of hard. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just something to watch, too. Fantasy definitely is the best part about Fantasy it to me Fantasy definitely adds a lot to that that factor. But, uh, the fact that I think there's even probably people out there who are not football fans but fantasy fans and are just watching NFL football for the fantasy aspect. They're fantasies. They live that fantasies? fantasy life. I don't fan, fan, fan. I don't know how we do this. Fan. <laughs> Just keep trying it. We continue the pod. That's all I have. <laughs> um, NFL, man, week one. We're here. Yeah, while well, we're talking about good. fantasy, let's get back going. to reality, man. Back to reality. Back to what we really care about, what we wanted to talk about this whole time. I literally have so many notes typed out. The U.S. Open tennis so, final. U.S. Open <laughs> tennis final. Serena Williams. <laughs> Loses in like the third round. Wild, wild. No, not really, but it is wild. I don't want to talk about the open, but it is wild. <laughs> that Serena was a joke. We, I wanted to talk about college football. Serena <laughs> retires, but uh, no, she's not. You think she's coming back? She's gonna do the Tom Brady, come back, win a major, then retire. Okay, she's she's going out on top. I respect. You heard that. it here. I would respect. Is that calling it Serena? Not done. Not done. We'll talk to her later. All right, college <laughs> football week one. Started Thursday night with a backyard brawl, Zach. Little JT Daniels, Keen Slovis, USC transfer quarterback battle. Pitt comes out on top in a last second uh, pick six to take the win. That feels like it was so long ago, football It does really feel like forever ago. It's wild to think about that. That was that long ago. Purdue beats or loses Penn State at home on thursday night as well good night of college football overall um and then friday night friday night not as many great games a little disappointing as far as the lineup tcu blows out uh oh man who did tcu play i can't remember now they blew somebody out but it was not it was impressive what tcu did to that team but also May have just been a bad team beating up on an even worse team. Anyway, there was a lot of that this a week. A lot of that there this week. It's Cupcake Week, too. That was another thing. I was flipping through Saturday, and sometimes it's so hard when it's these early weeks and you're just waiting for the 3.30 game, waiting for the 7.30 waiting game. Waiting for the 8 p.m. Waiting, yeah, Monday kickoff. Waiting for kickoff. the good games, and you're just watching, like, Iowa play South Dakota State, in which South Dakota State... Was competitive, kept it close, 7-3 final. Impressively, Iowa scores the touchdown without actually doing that, Zach. They did it without scoring a touchdown. Which no equals, touchdowns involved. 
Give me, give me, what, Zach, obviously your football guy. I'd say everybody here knows his. Yep. A little math. How did they score their seven points if you didn't get a touchdown? I mean, it would have to be, I mean, I guess the only way is two safeties and a field goal. Like the this. double safeties and a field goal. No better way for Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes to start their season. I genuinely think they planned it. I think they wanted it. It's a pretty it. bad way to start the season. No, I think it's exactly how they wanted it. They're like, guys... Your offense didn't work at all. I mean, has Iowa's offense ever worked at all? This is literally how Iowa starts out their undefeated season to the Big Ten By never scoring touchdowns. By not scoring touchdowns. Go back yeah. and watch. There's been many Iowa teams that have scored very few touchdowns and somehow got to the Big Ten championship. So here's a take for you. There's too many teams in like the Midwest that have the yellow and black scheme, you know. Maybe it's just Iowa and Missouri. Iowa, Missouri, uh, Colorado State. Uh, I mean, maybe that's Colorado what State's green and brown. Or Colorado. Colorado's is black, black and gold. Yeah, it's like a gold, but still close enough uh, in my book. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's definitely back a, me up here. There's a running theme there. I definitely see what you're saying. Too much. It's too much. That being said, way too confusing. The, I can't say anything. The dogs wear red. It's the most basic thing. Red and white pants is very basic. They're orange and purple, like, baby. Orange and purple. Also, there's a couple teams using that, right? Nah. There's well, I a, guess the LSU is There's the orange and blues purple. out there. Yeah, there's orange and blues. You got the purple and, and yellow. And then Florida does orange and blue. And then uh, but orange. I think we I think we got orange the monopoly on the pretty, orange and purple. Pretty solid standalone uh, color scheme there. And a Carolina fan will never say that, but they yeah. have... The two ugliest shades are red and black. Oh, drop my water bottle. <laughs> Although I do, man. The, the South Carolina helmets they were wearing this past week, like the black helmet with the circle uh, game cop logo on it. I heard a it. scandal Very about uh, South Carolina today, but I well, forgot what it was. Oh, boy. Zach, I forgot what it was. Getting the scandals. I went to look it up, and then scandals. I didn't. It was some crazy allegation. I know it was noteworthy. I'm, gonna, I'm on it. I'm on, on it. it. He's on it. Okay, while well, he's on it, I'll give you the rest of Friday. Friday, really... Really solid. The ACC blunders through the weekend even, or even continued in Saturday. Started Friday with Virginia Tech, for some reason, doing it again and going and playing a game at Old Dominion and losing 20-17 to on a special teams blunder. Just absolute blunder. High snap on the, fi- on the field goal. Hmm. Recover. Touchdown. Tied. And then, you know, from there, you just give Old Dominion the chance to keep a keep a game going, and they come back. So is this two years in a row? Two years in a row that they've gone. Bad idea. And lost to, Virgin- or lost to Old Dominion at Old Dominion. Stop scheduling that game. If, oh, man, we've talked about this off the pod. I've talked about this with many of people. If you are anything of, like, a notable program, and by that I have very small terms on notable but, like, why has Virginia Tech gotten strong-armed? Why did their AD get strong-armed by the AD of Old Dominion when scheduling these things? I'm pretty sure Virginia Tech plays at Old Dominion multiple times over the next, like, three or four years. Bad idea. Terrible idea. You're going to lose every one of them. The Clemson ain't State. playing in no Old Dominion. Clemson ain't doing Dogs ain't doing it. South Carolina went to Eastern Carolina last, East Carolina last year. Lost. Nearly lost the game and realized we don't do that. And you know what? Who didn't take a note from that mistake? NC State went to East Carolina. 
nearly lost if it wasn't for the basket case that is college kickers. Missed an extra point mm-hmm. and then a field goal, both to win the game. Both to win the game. Them um, short kicks with everything on the line, they'll that, get you. It's mind-boggling. Kickers are head cases. And then even more, the North Carolina schools both doing it. UNC and Mac Brown go to 75 Beautiful, sunny, 75-degree weather, App State, Boone, North Carolina. And Mac, Mac Brown, Brown in a sweatshirt. In his sweater. I swear to God, Zach knew where I was going with that. He knew I was coming. He was cold. He was so cold. I feel so bad. Mac Brown is literally in most comfortable possible weather wearing the the sweater because he's cold. And they give up 40 points in the fourth quarter. Alone. Alone. Nearly lose to App State. And then guess what? They're going on the road to, like... Liberty or something this week. Like, it doesn't make sense. Oh, actually, I think I even typed down who they're playing this week on the road. Hold up. But hold up. It's coming. It's here. Where is it? Well, well, well UNC hold up going now. to Georgia State. That's who uh, South, South Carolina, Carolina beat, beat Georgia State. It was a close game. South Carolina looked pretty good overall. Spencer Radler's debut at Carolina has some up and down, some interceptions, but some really nice throws, and they get the win. Biggest note, though, for it, and this is something that if you're a South Carolina fan, you best be happy about. Beamer Ball is back in college football. It's in Columbia, South Carolina. Go check it out if you want. Frank Beamer. Because it's not in Virginia Tech. It's on not the road. in Virginia Tech anymore. They lose Old Dominion now. Frank didn't do that back in the day. Frank used to love special teams, defensive touchdowns, pl- defensive big plays. Carolina blocks two punts for touchdowns to win the game, basically. Mm. Massive. Beamer ball back. Columbia, South Carolina. Check it out. Um, Probably not going <laughs> to. You will at the end of the season. Uh, you will. And you better hope they don't get you. They're not going to get us. <laughs> um, talked about Pitt winning the backyard brawl. Let's talk about the top of the top of the top tier teams, top people. Clemson, Zach. Waited till Monday night, last night, mm-hmm. to uh, see the Tigers play in Atlanta against the, the Ramblin' Wreck, but not in Bobby Dodd, over in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, Superdome. So, I mean, it was a good game overall. You went 41-14 to 14 or yeah. whatever it is. And, uh, I mean, the offense was pretty stagnant. There was a ton of, you know, stuff, plays at the line of scrimmage, negative plays, sacks, uh DJ looked pretty good. Had to like 200 all-purpose yards, uh, passing and a rushing touchdown. Um, offensive line looked weak. Defense looked good. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. Georgia Tech's good, but they're not like elite. They're not great. Yeah. So, well, you never know. It's week one. Um, I would the say backup came in on the very last drive. How did he look? Electric. Of course he did. They always do. They always do. They always do. Backups will forever be the most electric player. Eat electric. Um, yeah, man, I watched some of it. You know, I caught caught some some drives here and there, and like I thought, DJ looked pretty good overall. Like you said, I did notice there was definitely a couple nice touch passes that like were just like really good touch passes. Oh, there was like the there's a couple that uh were were missed opportunities by the receivers, and uh, so it's definitely something where there's it's a bit of a two to tango situation. Um. But yeah, I'm with you. It's hard to tell. I I would say the biggest stress I would say if I was if I was you know if I was a Clemson fan, my biggest concern stress was the fact that, like you said, the offensive line 
looks probably like just about like it did last year. And that was definitely the glaring weakness of the team last year. And so, like, you got to hope there's some that gets more fluid, a little more easy for mm. them to be able to stay. stay I mean, you up. got time to work stuff out, but yeah. really, Clemson's got kind of two to three easy games, and then the schedule gets pretty rough. Right in the so, SEC uh, play, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see and, how it goes. And some, and some Georgia games, was dominant. Georgia dominant. Um, the dogs played Oregon, uh, number eleven Oregon versus number three Georgia. Yeah, you can't believe those preseason Atlanta. rankings. Yeah, definitely can't. Um, I think the eleven is definitely high, but I still think Oregon was a good team. But I just think there was something where some of you said for both the fact that the dogs playing Dan Lanning, who. Not only they were like, Dan Lanning knows the Georgia defense, knows what Georgia wants to do. I'm like, yeah, same premise. The dogs know exactly what Dan Lanning wants to do. He's running our defense. Like, So we sort of knew how to pick apart the defense a bit. And then also, secondary, I think that uh, Oregon, Oregon definitely is still like trying to figure themselves out as far as like they're they're the whole such system is new. Everything around that program is new at this point for coaching system, all that. So I I think it's tough when you're like, hey, we just got everything together. Let's go play the defending national champion, one of the best teams in the country currently. And they sure. didn't get off the bus. Like yeah, you know that's gonna happen. And, Man, I'll say, like, they, people will say they didn't get off the bus. I think the Dogs' defense was pretty dominant. I think the Dogs' defense showed that it's, sure. not a, it's not a, like, oh, what's going to happen now? I think it's we got guys, we're good. Um, and I think the offense showed that they're better than they were last year. I think this is a team that easily could be more threatening than they were last year because the offense – definitely moves the offense definitely functions well and people are going to talk about the fact that Stetson was like throwing check down passes slant routes short routes lots of yaks hey man why don't you go look at Tua's numbers when he won the Heisman everybody was uh, all over Tua a lot of slant routes a lot of screen passes to Jalen Waddle that went 75 yards and we gave him a lot of credit so that's my thing is if we want to do that well, you need to do that to everybody. If you want to shake a stick at Stetson for Yak, let's shake a stick at everybody for Yak. How much of Bryce Young throwing is behind the line of scrimmage with fast receivers and stuff, you know? That's, I'm just saying. So you're saying Tua has a bad Yak. I'm just, I'm just saying if we're going to act like Yak is a bad thing for one guy, why ain't it a bad thing for another guy? Why does Tua get credit for what Jalen Waddle does? One man's Yak is not another man's Yak. No, apparently not. One man's yak could be a man's treasure. Who knows? But, yeah, I think Stetson looked good. I think Stetson is going to be fine. I think the dogs will be good. Tight end room, lived up the hype. Big O, Darnell Washington. Large. Large man, 6'7", huge. Looked like a gazelle jumping over Oregon defenders. Brock Bowers showed that he still can be a guy, even with all the names out there. And I think our receivers looked really good. I'm very excited for the potential in our receivers. Lad McConkey, shout out the young lad. So him and Stetson are the two smallest dudes on the field. Both going the hardest. Love it. Um, Bama, 55-0 over Utah. Zach, are you impressed? Like, I don't... I mean, it's, it's definitely impressive. an intimidating it's, score. It's an intimidating score. They didn't give up any points, and they scored a bunch of them. Yeah, they, yeah, that's fair. I believe that. That's very fair. Um, I just think... Typical Bama. It's a typical Bama, but at the same time, like... 
let's not read too much out of it because like just like a lot of teams that played didn't play big you know big names and stuff it was definitely should be 55 zero yeah i mean there's a ton of blowouts like Um, that it's just you know once you start playing interconference it'll be a little different yeah Um, i mean you do it you do it there a&M, it's a little bit bigger deal. A&M seemed decent against Sam Houston in their opener. Didn't check that out I at all. didn't. It was like 31-0. to zero, But big thing I saw, you know. Them Sam A&M, Houston boys. All the A&M, all the recruits coming in, all the talk over offseason of paying players and whatnot. They got this big offensive line. 25 yards rushing against Sam Houston. That is something to be concerned if you're an A&M. Also A&M something to be Just concerned about. You're the Texas Longhorns quarterback, and your car gets towed. Oh, that's unfortunate, especially when you got Bama coming in this next week. He's still dealing with car trouble. He needs to get to practice. He's got to get to practice, guys. You can't tow Quentin Ewers' car when he's throwing totters for you. Does the tow truck driver get fired or promoted? Promoted because he had the cojones to do it good pub for the towing service huge pub for the towing service massive pub maybe bad pub but at the same all time pub is good pub. all good pub is good pub blow out nike shoes suddenly nikes are getting bought off the shelves who knows um can't keep them things in stock <laughs> um yeah man and then i think we talked about spencer radler and his debut uh, a couple other people debuting across Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams come from Oklahoma to USC, just like Bama blow out a very small school should blow them out. We'll see what USC does this week. They got stand at Stanford. So that'll be a little intriguing, maybe a little more of a test. Um, noted Bama at Texas, uh, Ohio state, Notre Dame, 21, 10 Notre Dame's offense looked like Notre Dame's offense. I thought Notre does. Dame. I thought Notre Dame looked a lot better than I thought they were. That's going That's what to. I thought too. A lot I of thought people, Ohio State I was, was going to win forty-five to nothing. Yeah, I was sort of on the blowout train, and uh, Ohio State definitely didn't look dominant on offense. I will say Ohio State, which I love, looked completely reverse of what it was last year. Ohio State's defense terrible last year. They definitely have fixed that issue. Their defense definitely won them this game. Um, that being said, I don't know how hard it is to stop Notre Dame's offense because the offense their quarterback really go. looked good. He looked okay. Um, I mean, that being said, he definitely was in a tough spot. First game you're starting and you're in the horseshoe. Terrifying crowd. That crowd was rabid. Ohioans. Um, Ohioans. Buckeyes. Just uh, pick a Buckeye up and eat it. Just do it. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> yep. That's what you tell the Ohioans. Nice. Um, Oklahoma had to go find a coach. Clearly, they went and got Brett Venables. Now a Dabo Sweeney coaching tree is a uh, blossoming. Official. Official. We're we here. got we got names, dude. South Florida has got Jeff Scott, um, Tony Elliott, Virginia. You yep. got a. Uh, you got got a coaching tree. Chad Morris kind of sucked. He went to SMU and Arkansas. Uh, help me out here. I. I I felt like there was one more I can't remember off the top of my head right now either though. But uh but yeah. Billy Napier down there in Florida. Billy. Um, that's not Dabo Tree. That's though. not Dabo Tree. But dude, Kirby's giving himself a little tree. Got Sam Pittman, Dan Lanning, got Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker? Kirby also two and against against the coaching tree. Anyways, anyways, we're getting sidetracked. Uh Brent Venables, Oklahoma. 
Also got Dylan Gabriel from the UCF Knights, the 2016 National Champions. Who doesn't forget? Um, I forgot. <laughs> um, Dylan Gabriel looked pretty good in the opening. They pretty dominant overall, but you know, also beating up on a smaller school. So, but at the same time, I I think when you're when you're the schools like USC, Oklahoma, breaking in the new coaches, new quarterback stuff like that, you want that little bit of a breather game. Um, and then who else? We had Mario Cristobal down in Miami. We talked about this seventy burger against. Bethune Cookman. It's a lot to a lot to be happy about if you're a Miami fan, but that being said, do take it with a grain of salt as it was against Bethune. Wait till you play Clemson and DJ Uyunga. Uh Miami gonna have a real big test. Uh third week three in A and M at College Station. We'll Yikes. see how that goes. So that'll be that'll be the big test for Miami. See if Miami There's so is many good games, man. Back. Um a lot of good games. I, I love the fact that we schedule these big teams against big teams. Who's Georgia got next week? Georgia playing Sanford this coming week. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Hopefully the dogs can go 1-0 and move not, on. Not hard. SEC schedule. Tough. Hey, listen. Who's Clemson got this week? I'm playing Georgia Tech. I'm playing Furman. <laughs> okay. Who's more? Furman the SoCon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the SoCon. <laughs> it might not even be called the SoCon anymore. It is SoCon. All right. It may yeah. not be anymore because college realignment, but uh, yeah. Furman to the SEC? Furman to the SEC. Bring Another purple school. Uh, we brought him up earlier, Zach. Billy Napier. Uh, this was probably, I think, one of the most impressive wins, and I hate to say that as a Dogs fan, but Bill Napier opening his tenure in Florida with uh, Utah, number seven. The Utes coming into the swamp, and they win on a last second. Literally, like Utah driving down, score a touchdown. They're going to win. Intercept the ball, second and goal. Uh, Utah had it on like Florida's six. Got the interception. Win the game. Huge win to start out Billy Napier's career. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson looks all the part uh, people are selling him out to be. Uh, big. Fast, 360 pump fake. Smart 360 pump fake and looking like a Tim Tebow, as they want to call him. Everybody wants to call him Tim Tebow right now. So, you know, Anthony Richardson, look, yeah. We played him last you know? year, and he looked probably, he didn't look that good. We'll see how he looks. But that being said, I do think that Utah win is very impressive. Utah, I think, is a good team. I uh, am impressed with what Billy and the, and the Gators were able to do down there. I hate to say that. Yep. Bad taste in the mouth. Favorite. I'm trying to think. I mean, any super crazy upsets this weekend? Uh, outside the Virginia Tech, no uh, Virgi- or Virginia Tech loss, not really. Um, Ole Miss and Michigan doing this strange thing. Both started a quarterback there. You know, one of their two quarterbacks this week will be starting their other quarterback next week to determine who go- who's going to be the long term starter. Clemson, Miss, Clemson needs to try that. Oh, Ole Miss sort of makes sense. They didn't do their offense. Didn't look as good as it probably should have with Jackson Dart starting. Uh oh. Um, let's see what the draft one hour, order is. One hour out. Is that going to give us a draft order? But that being said, Michigan scored like 49, 50 points. I don't know why you're trying out the other quarterback. I think you got it. I have the third pick. Third pick. Where am I? Uh, it should be the football team. <laughs> Momentarily paused. Give me pausing, give me. pausing. 
Um, Iowa, we talked about that. Big note for James Madison University. First game in the FBS. They get the win against Middle Tennessee State University. I don't know how to look at the draft order. Am I stupid? No, it's fine. I'm not that worried about it. I'll no, draft. you're worried about I'll, it. I just don't I'll know. I'll pick where I pick, and I'm going to win this league. It's easy. Okay. <laughs> easy, Tiger. Um, not when I take James Cook with the third overall pick. Son of a bitch. <laughs> USC, uh, the, yeah, this coming week, as far as week two, big games, we said, Bama, Texas, uh, UNC, Georgia State. I just think that's fun. Uh, we said Southern Cal, Stanford, USC fans, South Carolina fans, Gamecocks, at Arkansas. Big game. Arkansas. Gets the win at home this past week against Cincinnati. Ex-playoff team Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati looked pretty good overall. I think Cincinnati could definitely, probably not a playoff team again. I don't think that that was literally the stars aligning. So, but yeah, overall, I think Cincinnati is going to be a good team this year. Arkansas looks just as good as they were last year. Possibly better. KJ Jefferson looks a bit like DJ where cut a little bit of weight. Maybe he's a little quicker, a little more agile. Bunch of pigs. Bunch of pigs. Bunch of hogs coming down the mountain for you, baby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Hogs on the mountain? Well, it is what it is. Wherever wherever there are hogs, there's hogs everywhere. Um, Wait, according to uh, John Daly, there should be hogs fan everywhere. That's what he told me. (laughs) That's what he said. You go up to Ohio State, there's hog fans. You go out to Southern Cal, there's hogs fan. John Daly said that. You know Bill Clinton's a hog fan. There you go. Everybody's a hog fan. You're a secret hog fan. I'm a secret hog fan. The no, listeners. No, I'm not. Secret hog fan. Uh, last game that I want to keep note of, just because you could be looking at Vandy 3-0. and Undefeated Vandy. I don't like the Vandy hype. Why not? Because they suck. They suck, but they also are like one of the top scoring offenses in the nation right now. After two weeks, they've played two games. Because they play horrid teams. They played Hawaii's probably just as good as Utah State, just Uh, as good as Bethune Cookman. Hey. Just as good as whoever USC played. But Vandy's bad. And Vandy going on the road to Wake this week. They gonna if they beat Wake, they're three and zero. That may be some legit Vandy team. Wake right. Forest. What's the bet, Zach? Uh, twenty-four to seventeen. What's the bet, man? All right, I don't know. You're a taking, dollar. <laughs> you're taking. We're doing a dollar bet. You're taking Wake. I'm taking my Vandy boys. Yeah. The doors are coming for y'all. All right. No way. Yeah, it's happening. You're gonna get Just Demon wait. Deeks all no. the way back to where <laughs> Vanderbilt is. Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's it. On Name your school after your place. I'll come up with these random names. Ooh. Lock of the week. Didn't do it last week. Missed out on the last few weeks of last year college football season, I'm pretty sure. I could go with Vandy as my lock of the week. Well, you put a dollar on it. I put a dollar on it, so I'm going to double lock of the week. I think Clemson's going to be Furman. You know what? Another thing I did, and we didn't talk about college football, FSU beating LSU. Sunday night in New Orleans, very impressive. It just very falls good. under no, no. Brian no, also very no, Brian. That Kelly. falls under the kickers or basket Gary, cases. Kickers thing. or basket. But at the same time, Florida State also could have gone out there 
and lost by 35 points. You know like it's going to be very impressive. Every time. It's going to be very impressive what Alabama does to Texas this week. That's my lock of the week. I was week. just thinking, do I pick Texas? Alabama's going to kick the I've, brakes off I of Texas. Definitely, I was feeling, I was thinking that. Give I was them gonna, new horseshoes. I was thinking that I, I should have taken FSU over LSU. I had that feeling. I didn't say it last week, but anyways. We're getting a lock of the week. Zach said he's going to take Bama. That's easy. That's easy peasy. Get Over Texas. Here. Over Texas. We're Zach, back. When has Texas been back? They haven't been back since they beat the dogs. Colt McCoy. In the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Colt McCoy, Vince Young. Mm-mm-mm-mm. McConaughey. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mac Brown. Uh, Tom Herman. Is that, is that his name? All right. You know what? Lock of the week. I got it for you. Kentucky over Florida in the swamp. Wildcats. Sorry. Will Levis. No. That's it. Well, at least we know that Alabama is going to, if they win 55-0 again this week, impressive. Right, Dan? That's impressive. If they can do that against Texas on the road, that is impressive. And then I will say, perhaps we're looking at a dog. Arch Manning can't get here soon enough. Oh, so here's some local football. Oh. I saw the old alma mater. Alma mater. Ah! Ah! The Eastside Eagles. More of a crow than any They had a running back, running back 24 carries, 220-some yards, three touchdowns, up for player of the week. So. Want to hear a wild, wild thing? What? My younger sister was at the game because she is a senior at Eastside. And it is the strangest thing ever to think that my sister is a senior, senior at Eastside. We're old, Dad. We're old. Been that way. 